Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the Prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a new territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done as God ministers. The purpose of this podcast is to share the Word of God in a prophetic way under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to when he would have me to speak to the listeners, you, his sons and daughters. It's also purpose to invoke open and honest conversation on the things that many people, especially Christians, don't want to talk about, which is racism in the body of Christ. I pray that God will use this podcast to enable us as his sons and daughters to talk about the elephant in the room that for too many years, pastors, teachers, and leaders have tried to sweep under the rug. You can help and support this podcast by telling your friends, families, co-workers, church members, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server through this title. You can also help and support this ministry through your love and prayers. You can reach me with questions and comments by email at amyeagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at C-H-A-R-T-E-R dot net. And finally, you can always reach me at my website at thevoiceoftheprophet.strikingly.com. And remember, if for some reason the podcast doesn't come through or to hear previous episodes, you can always reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on every and any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. Hello, everyone. The last time I shared a word with you, I told you that I was taking a break and would be uploading previous podcasts. I truly thought that's what God was saying and doing. I knew that I wasn't receiving anything fresh or different from him to share, but at the same time, I knew that I had not been released from doing the weekly episodes. I thought I would just be taking a break, a short rest, until I received further directions as to what our father wanted me to talk about. I, like many others, had no idea that Hurricane Ida would shut down the internet, cable, as well as electricity in most of Southeast Louisiana. I had no idea that I wouldn't be in my home for several weeks because of the electricity being off. Of course, now I realize this is why our father wasn't giving me anything to upload to you. But as much as possible, Most things are back in order, and I'm once again sitting at my desk writing new episodes. This week's episode is entitled, Where Your Eyes Are Will Determine Where God's Eyes Will Be. I pray that those of us who were affected by Ida were able to come through well and that you suffered no damage, or if you did, I pray that at least it was minimal. For those who have received more than minimal, damage or even extensive damage, I'm praying that 
Our Father will continue to keep you, protect you, and restore you exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that works in you. Please be encouraged and keep your eyes on the Father. In 2 Chronicles 20, Judah was under attack by at least three different nations. It could be referred to as a time when it was just one thing after another. Many can use that same expression at this time when considering COVID, Hurricane Ida, along with other major issues in the lives of God's people. But yet, even with three nations coming against him, in the 12th verse of that chapter, Jehoshaphat says, O our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Although this was an army of flesh and blood men, and our battles at this time might be considered to be more with our health, nature, and even corporate, yet shouldn't it all be the same? Shouldn't our eyes continually be on God? I once heard someone make reference to the old movie, The Grapes of Wrath. It was said that as the people watched the dirt storm coming in, ruining their precious crops, the eyes of the men were watching the dirt and dust blowing in, and so were the children's. However, the eyes of the women were on their husbands' faces. In our moments of terror, stress, trouble, and suffering, who do we put our eyes on? Who do you look at and look to when you're going through your trials and tribulations? For those women to look into their husbands' faces in that way was for them to look for strength, encouragement, and protection from them. During our times of battles, conflicts, and struggles, we need to know who we look to for our strength and protection. In 2 Chronicles 16 and 9, the first sentence of that verse reads, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Let me say now that if we keep our eyes on God, then his eyes will definitely be on us to give us the strength we need to endure whatever it is that we're going through. I believe that he will give us strength as well as favor as we fight for what's rightfully ours. That same verse states that our hearts must be fully committed to him. For the eyes of the Lord to be upon you is to have his favor upon you, is to have his presence with you. Unfortunately, many Christians have entered into a place where they feel the best thing about Sunday service is to enter into the presence of God. Believe me, I've experienced it, and it is truly an awesome, glorious time in the Lord. However, for far too many, that's where being in the Lord's presence ends, with Sunday service. In that case, it would mean that the only time to have God's favor is in church on Sunday morning. It would mean that the only time to receive his favor is on a Sunday and only if that particular service is one where the presence of God could truly be identified as being there. That means that anything negative that would happen in someone's life could only happen on a Sunday, leaving Monday through Saturday out of the running for a blessing or protection. 
let me remind each and every one of us, we don't have to wait until Sunday morning service to get into the presence of God. We don't have to wait until a Sunday morning service in order for God's eyes to be upon us. We don't have to wait until a Sunday morning service or until trials and tribulations for us to keep our eyes on him. Selah. In the King James Version of the Bible, the first sentence of the ninth verse reads, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. The Strong's Hebrew Bible translates the word perfect as whole or complete of keeping covenant relations. If we don't, or can't keep covenant relationship with God, then our hearts are not perfect towards him. It means that we're not in covenant with him. And if we're not in covenant with God, if we're not honoring our part of the covenant, then we can't expect his eyes to be upon us. If we're not walking in covenant with God, then his protection, strength, and encouragement is not ours. His love will always be ours. He will always love us, but he won't keep covenant with those who don't keep covenant with him. His eyes won't be upon those who don't keep their eyes on him. Think about that. For those who lost everything in Hurricane Ida, does it mean that they broke their covenant with God? Does it mean that they're not in the will of the Father? Not at all. There are so many scenarios, so many reasons as to why things happen to the faithful. But even for those who have lost it all, God will still see them through to something even better. Before God sent the rain and the flood, Noah had God's favor. God's eyes were on Noah and his family. And just as God brought Noah, his family, and all the animals on the ark through, God is going to bring you and your family through whatever storms you're facing at this time in your life, as long as you keep your eyes on him. Remember, when it flooded, Noah lost every material item that he had. That included his home, cattle, mules, sheep, farm, crops, or whatever, because he could only bring his immediate family and only two of every animal. Who knows how much he lost? But again, Noah had favor in the eyes of God, and God showed himself strong on Noah's behalf. God saw Noah and his family through the 40 days of rain and flood. God wants to show himself strong on our behalf, but we must keep our eyes on him. When God shows himself strong, it means that he will cause us to prevail. There are some of us that truly need to prevail with our insurance companies. We need to prevail over COVID and other sickness and diseases. For God to show himself strong means that he will make us strong. 
He'll restore the strength that we've been depleted of and give us the encouragement that we need to get up and fight again. He'll give us the encouragement and stamina to clear and clean where and what needs to be cleared, to straighten out and rebuild, restore, renew, and regain what we've lost. But again, but again, our eyes must be on him so that as his eyes go to and fro in the earth, it will be you on whose behalf he will show himself strong. In spite of what you're seeing in the natural, keep your eyes on God. Listen, am I saying don't go after the insurance companies that are trying to keep the money they owe you? Am I saying not to take advantage of what's being offered by FEMA, DSNAP, or other organizations if you need it? Of course not. Accept what's available and offered to you and even what's due you. But that's not where your faith and hope is. Your faith and hope is in God and it's God's eyes that you need to be on you. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord because Noah trusted God. First Peter 3.12 reads, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. In First Chronicles 5.20 it reads, And they were helped against them, and the Hagarites were delivered into their hands, and all that were with them. For they cried to God in the battle, and he was entreated of them because they put their trust in him. When the scripture says that they cried unto the Lord in the battle, it doesn't mean they were whining and complaining. It doesn't mean that they became as people without hope. It means that they prayed out loud even while they were fighting. I believe that even if tears were running down their faces, they didn't stop fighting, but continued to press forth to the victory. Many years ago, a former church member's house caught on fire. The insurance company was offering her and her husband absolutely nothing for their loss. She said that as the adjuster was standing there talking to her husband, she stood to the side of them and began to pray in tongues. She said she doesn't know if the man was afraid and thought she was speaking a curse on him or what. But God heard her prayers and he answered. The former church member said that the adjuster would look at her husband and, would look, and then look at her as she prayed. This continued with him looking back and forth and ended with him giving them what they would do in order to restore and repair the damage that had been done. Cry out in your battle, whether it's with an insurance company or a doctor's diagnosis, whether it's in the courtroom or the classroom, no matter where your battle may be, keep your eyes on God so that his eyes will be on you, so that he will strengthen and encourage you, and so that you will prevail in the battle. For many of us, we have paid insurance companies for years. In all honesty, for some, if they would give us back only what we have given them over the past 20, 30, or even 40 years, they wouldn't have to pay us anything because we'd have enough to cover our damages. But they don't want to pay, especially in the poor black neighborhoods. 
Insurance companies are rarely fair to anyone, but when it comes to blacks and other people of color, they are notoriously unfair. Just before Hurricane Ida struck, Jim Donnellan issued a statewide mandate declaring that insurance companies should comply with the state in serving the people of Louisiana. It was declared that because of the fact that Ida came upon the state so quickly that there was not enough time to issue a mandatory evacuation, and for those that did evacuate, that the insurance companies should pay their hotel, reasonable food costs, and gas. For the first two or three weeks after Ida, these declarations were being ignored and denied by the insurers. People have had to come out of their pockets to pay these bills or find other unsatisfactory means of shelter. This is a battle in which it's not to be accepted, but in which you should contact your state's insurance commissioner. Here in Louisiana, I have already contacted Jim Donnellan and filed a formal complaint against my insurance company. I will also be contacting the NAACP ACLU, and any other organization that I can think of in order to bring attention to the bias, racism, and prejudice against Blacks and people of color. Believe me, I know that insurance companies are hard to deal with for all races and genders. I personally know some white people who their insurance companies treated them unfairly. Yet, I also believe that this unfair unjust treatment is more prominent against Blacks and people of color than whites. With this knowledge of systemic racism and prejudice, I will not keep silent and go away quietly. I will fight those who have come against me just because I'm Black and a woman. However, even in this battle, I will also continue to keep my eyes on God so that his eyes will be upon me. I pray that this episode has been enlightening to each of you, and I pray that you will share it with others, encouraging your church members, families, friends, neighbors, and co-workers to listen to the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet, on any podcast server. Until next Monday, remember that I am praying for each and every person who listens, asking our Father's blessings and favor upon you. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you so much for listening.